Ray. Oh, that's loud. That's loud right there. Upload day, Tuesday, September the 6th. It is Sunday, August the 4th. Here we go. Three, two. Are you excited? It's finally here. This is it. The episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. You have been waiting on. Yeah, right? It's here. You're excited, right? It's that episode. It's the write your own opening sequence to the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, no one told you that this episode, 292, was going to be the write your own opening sequence to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast episode. Okay. Uh, Well, here's what's going on. You're going to do that right now. Because we have lost the theme music after 291 episodes of Cadillac Jack My Second Act. The episode opening music, you know, that that you've heard for, for three, nearly three freaking years is somewhere in cyberspace, not to be located right now. So on the count of three, you jump in and write your own theme song, write your own opening sequence to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. That's what what this episode's all about right now. You're doing great. Keep it up. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Keep it up. Big finish. Big finish. Three, two, one, three, two, one, one, two, three. Go strong. Wow, you're a rock star. You did great. How about that? Welcome. We'll call it the brown bag episode. Write your own opening sequence to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast episode. It starts right now. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years at the same radio station. Welcome to my second act, my second act in life podcasting after doing radio my entire life. My second act is a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events, pop culture, music, country music, trends, social media, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay. You know how in that Plinko you say, like, we're experts, or I don't know we're experts, but we share stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Okay, so we've had three kids. One was my stepson, but still, he was around, well, I guess he wasn't really around when he was a baby. I was trying to think the other day when Will first came kind of into my life, and I think it was around two years old. Sounds about right. And then, obviously, we have our 19-year-old Olivia, and we have our 16-year-old Charlotte. So we have done some babies, right? Yes. And I love babies. I love, love, love babies. I love the way they smell. I love the way they look. I love a big baby. You know, like big, big, like little, like big legs and big chunky monkey arms and just, oh, just so cute. So um, I manage a retail store and, you know, where we live out here, it's a suburb, suburb of Atlanta and it's like North Atlanta. No one comes in my store that doesn't have, they don't just have one baby or one child. They have like five. Because everyone out here has a massive quantity of children. I mean, double strollers with babies feet to feet to head, you know. So lately, all these babies have been coming in. And here's the thing. They've been coming in alone with their daddies. Like on a Sunday or something when the daddies come in to shop. 
And so I always say when they come in, oh my God, look at the little baby, so sweet. Where's mama? So sweet. No, I don't say where mama's. And I said, because if mama's not there, that means they'll buy more. I say, would you like a beer? And usually they're like, uh, they have to think about it because they got the baby. They wonder if it's a trick question. But anyways, so I'm like, if you want to try on clothes, I have three kids. I'm an expert. I'll hold your baby. I'll take care of your baby. I know what I'm doing. To strangers. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'm like a cuddly old woman to them. You know what I mean? So they're like, okay. So like they just hand off their baby while they go try on some like pants and stuff. Well, lately I'm like zero for 10. Because every time I go to like, as long as the baby stays in the stroller, it's fine. It's when I try to maneuver the baby to pick it up and hold it and cuddle it because I want to cuddle a baby so bad because mine are so grown and I can't even barely hug them that the baby starts screaming. And daddy's got to run out of the dressing room with his pants half sipped. That's not a strategy for me. However, why is it a strategy? Here, here's what I've learned: the daddies don't come running out. Oh, now I could be at a pool at my advanced age. And hear some child yelling, Mama, Mama. And I'm like, what the hell? And I try to turn around, you know, like, what does this child want now? And it's not even my child. But a dad, not all daddies, but the daddies are very calm. Like, the baby will be screaming. And the dad will come out and say, well, do you think these fit? And I'm like, your baby's screaming, sir. But the dads are like, he always screams, or she's teething, or I don't know what's going on with that one. You know, I mean, like, they're just like, chill. Take, take care of it. Just take care of it. Seriously, chill. But don't you, you love babies? I love babies. I, I, I like babies. Huh. Well, I mean, we've raised three. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I like babies. Babies are cool. Mm-hmm. It's a stage where they're very innocent. They don't know anything. They can't speak. Even if they can, we don't know. Maybe they can. They can. Oh, they're taking it all. Maybe in. they can do Sudoku puzzles. We just don't know. At uh, you know, four months or something. I think that like as as your kids get older, um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, um, I'm a huge hugger. Like, I uh, everybody knows this about me. Like, if I barely know you, I hug you. If I've just met you, I hug you. I hug random people in my store. I hug clients. It was always a very strange thing for people that I worked with that most people shook at their clients' hands. I'm like, oh, no, I'm a hugger, Gina. And I'm like going to hug them. I had one client that we used to say we loved each other. And not like in a romantic way. But when we hung up, I'd just be like, I love you. And he'd be like, I love you too. Mm-hmm. You know who that is. Oh, well, when was the last time we spoke to him? Well, Three years, four years? Yeah. So, um, well, you... Love, that love didn't run as deep as maybe we thought it did. Okay, anywho. So... So I've been thinking about this. You, It's really important as your kids get older to keep hugging them. Because as your kids get older, there's a thing especially that happens with um, moms and boys. It's like, okay, the member, the, the person of the opposite sex that's the parent and then the child. Okay, so follow me here. That would be me and Will at a certain state. That is like you and the girls at a certain stage. Because what you find is they're going through like puberty and they're becoming older kids and so you sort of push not push them away but you keep your distance and you don't hug as much and I think it's really 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 important to stay in the hugging game stay in the affection game um and you know just even when they don't want to like when they come home from school like give me a hug and they're like uh okay you know, they look at you strange they try to act like you're all awkward but they love it because everybody needs like Physical affection. I don't mean anything dirty about that. I just mean like hugging and hand-holding. One of my favorite things used to be when Olivia and I would go to travel softball tournaments, we'd ride in the car, I would like hold her hand. And it's so sweet. And now having her away from college, like away from me, it just like, God, I'd give anything to like hold her hand and hug her. I may have to drive to Knoxville. You know, funny. I thought about doing that the other day. And just knock on the door. I, I'd, I'd probably call Jack and let Jack know that I'm coming. 
You know, but I thought about that the other day. Cause she, isn't she going to do softball intramurals? Maybe. Looking into it. Now, okay, she well, did join the forensics and the, um, uh, what was it? It was, it was a strange club, but it was fine. It was like, I don't even know. Anyway, I, I thought about driving up like in surprising her when she had a softball game. Well, yes. Taking her to dinner. Yes. If that and then is. staying at the Paramount property yeah. on the UT campus in Knoxville. Yeah. The, uh, the dual property. So it's a Marriott Courtyard, Marriott Residence in both. $43 million property. And then driving back. Yeah. What do you think? I thought, I thought, I thought no, I think, crossed I think my it's mind. great. I think it's great. Um, Here's what I'm going to do. Gonna, we're going to do an experiment right now. This is unplanned. I have my voice recorder app pulled up. All right. I'm going to walk into Charlotte's room right now. Charlotte is our junior in high school. She's 16 years old and she's two doors down. Okay. We're in the guest bedroom. You think we have a fancy studio? It's not. All right. So just do the weather or do you mean okay. to give you the weather jingle here? Or do you want me to bed? clog or something? Do, do, do anything. Here you go. From the okay. Powers Heating and Air Weather Center, here's a look at our Bear Country and then forecast. I'll do the weather. Okay. Oh, here we go. Uh, slightly cloudy today. And if you are walking out, it is rainbows. I mean, it is rain. What is raincoat city, people? You need to have that raincoat ready to go because there's going to be some sprinkles here and there along the way, along your route into work. I think my music bed ran out. And here's the thing. I don't know anything that I'm talking about because I'm a meteorologist well, and we're always wrong. I, to, to, in order to get some memory and some space to upload the Saturday show from uh, the YouTube channel, from my phone to the YouTube channel, I had to offload my voice recorder. Okay, app. let me get that for you. Voice memos. Here you go. Or actually, you can do tape recorder. That's a good one. Hang on. Yeah, but then I have to download it from your phone. Okay, hold on. Should go back to my weather? Yeah, I'll hit it again. Okay. This time it's going to be sunny, people. From the Powers Heating and Air Weather Center, here's a look at our Bear Country forecast. There is not a cloud in the sky today. I mean, this is the day to get out there and have a picnic and enjoy your day. Open up your sunroof and let the pollen stream in. Take your top down. Take your top down and take your top off. It is that kind of day, ladies and gentlemen. Where, where, where are you? I haven't even left yet. My God. I can't find my app. No, I had to, I had to offload that one as well. Okay. This damn Saturday show episode is killing me. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Let's see. What can we talk about, you and I, while he's out of here? get up to where it records? I tell you what, just call her in. To, just call her in here and no, say, okay, work. okay. Um, hang on. Oh, here we go. I mean, two technically challenged people. Okay, mine's pulling up. Okay. I do not want push notifications. Here we go. All right, I'll be right back. All right. I'll hit the weather bit for you one more time. One more time. Take three. From the Powers Heating and Air Weather Center, here's a look at our Bear Country forecast. Boy, isn't this pollen bad today. You're just sniffling and sneezing and coughing all the way to work. And listen, if you are, this is a good time to call your boss and tell him you've got the COVID. You can't come in and you're not going to be able to come in for two weeks. And listen, Jim, I'm not feeling well. So get Rita to do my job because she's already trying to take my job every time I turn around. And I know you're sleeping with her. I don't know where he went. Okay, so we're going to rename this podcast Things That Donna Thinks in Her Head and Wonders If Other People Think. Do you ever think like... Oh. The audio here I'll play for you. Did you use your weather now? I did. I did three different Fan, forecasts. Fan freaking testing. Hey, Shoshar. Hey, Stad. How are you? I got a question. I just want a hug. Have a hug. Have a hug, please. Mm -hmm. Give me a hug. Come on, give me a hug. Why won't you hug me? Are you okay? So. If your child is saying, are you okay? Are you well? You, you might want to check yourself. Maybe you're not hugging enough. Okay, well, let's move on. 
Did you want to hear? I just, I get, I, yeah, did you want to hear my forecast? I did not. No, okay, I did not. It's so good. I live at eight, eight, eight times an afternoon. The forecast. Oh, all right. On the Bear ninety two five. Do we have a dog outside right now in the rain? I don't think so. I believe we do. This is not the Georgia Tech fight song. This is not the Georgia Bulldog fight song. Nor is it the University of Alabama, University of Florida, Chapel Hill, Duke, or Duke. Well, who is it? This is the Oregon Ducks fight song. And it's called Misty Glory or Morning Misty or Morning Something. Morning Glory. Looking for it right now. Okay. Well, hang on. we got to respect the Ducks time. We just want to hear about your adventure. Mighty Organ, not Misty Organ. Mighty, Mighty Organ, okay, yes. Not Misty Organ. Mighty Organ. That sounds like a porn star, Misty yes, Organ. Yes. Okay, go ahead. She's been a one or four. She's what? Governor Brian Kemp, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, tweeted on Friday afternoon, after consulting with Georgia Wildlife Commissioner, Mr. Williams, Kirby Smart and I, announcing the state of Georgia is issuing early hunting permits... For Oregon football ducks. Yeah. Saturday, September 3rd, 3.30 to 7.30 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Method dog hunting. Oh, yeah. Says yes. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Tell us everything about your adventure. This game was actually negotiated and booked four years ago. Did you know that? I did hear that. May 2018 is when these schools decided to, to, to face each other in the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Uh, and in 2022, and here we are. It was this past weekend. There was so much excitement around the game. Everybody, just to kick off to, to football, you know, and um, the fact that Kirby was going up against his former assistant, who yes. is now the head coach of Oregon. I, I texted you during the game. I think I think Kirby's trying to prove something here because he was so nice, and they were hugging it out in the beginning. But I think what Kirby wanted to send the message to him is, even though you think you sat around and got my playbook, Age and wisdom are going to win here, son. And they did. Yeah. They did. Final score, 49-3. to three. Bulldogs over the Ducks of, of Oregon. I was there Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, along with record attendance at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They announced 74,000 some odd number of people. That's a lot of folks. It was a lot of people. Um, you didn't really have to deal with them, and you didn't really feel that, though, when you go into the player's entrance, which is not even on the maps at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It is such an exclusive parking lot where the Falcons players park for yeah. the NFL games. You, you don't see it listed anywhere. You see red lot, gold lot, red, you know, blue yacht, yacht lot, and yacht, and whatever. You do not see players' lot. But um, there couldn't have been a lot of players parking. There had to be more dignitaries because none of the none that, of the players rode on the bus. Right, and and and, and but there were some nice cars back there. I yeah. mean, some very. We do have a dog outside in the rain, just FYI. Yeah. Um, very, very nice vehicles. I don't know who they belong to, but you know, black Sprinter, uh, you know, tricked out and tinted up black Sprinter vans that uh, you know people brought as you know big groups of people. There were fancy exotic cars and lifted pickup trucks. And then we had the Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice, Fatal Fort Edge. And that's you. Parked in a handicapped spot. Oh. And up next, uh, as, as I'm getting out, Mr. Lee Parker, who was number 76 on the 57, 1957 Oregon Ducks football team that went to the Rose Bowl. As I'm loading him up in his wheelchair, which is Oregon, yellow, and green. I'm loading up Mr. Parker into his duck wheelchair. 
And backing in next to us is a blacked-out, tricked-out Tahoe. The driver pops open the left passenger door, and out comes Herschel Walker. Wow. The fans that are, are, are above us on bridges looking down into the player's parking lot are yelling, Herschel, run the ball. Run, run Herschel, run. Yeah, run, Herschel, run. He's, he's running for Georgia Senate here in, in the state of Georgia right now. Does he have a big old smile on his face? Yeah, I got to tell you, I never met him before. He was such a pleasant man. He really was. He, he, he spent time with everybody. He's a politician. Of course he's going to. He's also, a, you know, played for the Dallas Cowboys, but was a standout player at the University of Georgia. Right. Um, he had a contingency, though. I mean, I or not contingency. What do you call it? Like a, uh, he had a, he, a had group. a, he had a swarm of people with him. Um, some of them had badges. Some of them were, uh, had, had guns. Some of them. Uh, different colors of uh, the, the, the palette and just a, a very well-rounded, well-represented contingency. Hmm. I don't think that's the word either, but a lot of people around him, a lot of people. And and, and just very kind. Came over to Mr. Parker and Mrs. Parker. Uh, wanted to know their story. They had jerseys that we had made with his number on them, number 76, that they wore in, in Oregon green. And, and just very pleasant. Now, assisting in this second win dream was Laurie Lawson. She was the Tridel. Yes, from Georgia, who went to school at Georgia a couple of years after you got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also a journalism major. Should I repeat my cheer Just again? Just like you were. Sure, go ahead. When you can't get a date by eight, okay. no, Tridel. No, I thought you were going to do Georgia cheer. No, no, no. She said, I got an autograph of, of Herschel Walker years ago, but I've never got my picture made with him. He, he, I bet he stood there while Lord, you know how you, when you get nervous and you're around a celebrity. You, oh, you she's can't. trying to get her like her code in. My God, it took probably 20 minutes to get one picture. Which is really mortifying for the person just standing there. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and and so Herschel, though, he was patient. And, and, and you, you go in this side door in a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And there's security. And you walk through, you know, big x-ray things. I never knew this part of the stadium existed. Not that I would, but it reminded me, Don, of walking into uh, like a nightclub, an underground nightclub in New York City. Really? They have techno house music playing, the lights. Like are, the MJQ. Yes, that one that's under the Kroger somewhere. Yeah. Where we went to one night. They have different levels, different tiers of clubs. There's the Delta Club. There's the Mercedes-Benz AMG Club. There's the Truist Club. There's the um, just all different kinds of clubs. And, and, and the SEC and Chick-fil-A gave us the, the ultimate. We, we could not have had greater access to this ball game and to everything that went with it, including uh, the, the, the spread of food, Donna. was amazing. And I just sat there and watched Mr. and Mrs. Parker. And she's nibbling on a huge Gulf shrimp, you know. Mm. And, and he's got him an oyster and a... An piece oyster. Of, a chocolate cake. Uh, okay, you're saying there's oyster and chocolate cake. Oh, there's every, there's everything you wanted. You could ask for anything you wanted, and they'd make it. But but I don't, you know, they had the spread of just unbelievable foods. And you can, you, she's got her glass of wine. Mm. And she's just, she's smiling, and she looks at me, and she says, Mr. Caddy, this is the nicest lunch I've ever had in my life. Oh. And oh around gosh. her are just these you know, these packs of, of college students. We were on the, on the, on the Oregon side. Yeah. Of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They get in there. Their mamas and their daddies. You know, it's funny. I asked. I asked our, 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 our I don't want to call him a waiter, but our, our, our guy, Jerry. I said, Jerry, how does somebody get in here that just wants to get in here? And he said, well, you have to purchase a club ticket first for the Falcons games. Those are in the hundreds of dollars. And then there's a, a an add-on fee. It's like an upcharge to get access. It's, it's, if you were at the truest tier, like we were, is open bar. You could, you could sit there and have fireball shots all afternoon if you wanted. And there were some college kids that, that did. A candy bar, Donna, with every kind of chocolate sauce, every kind of candy chopped up, homemade ice cream, uh, prime rib, uh, uh, filet mignon, sliders, mashed oh my potatoes, God, this Brussels is like sprouts, my six dream. salads. It was unbelievable. It's like it's like being in Vegas. I said to to Mrs. Parker, 
this reminds me of like being in a Vegas resort. Well, the best is yet to come, and that would be the tickets, our seats. So they come and they escort us out to the field. You go up in a little elevator, and then pop, you're, you're, we're at 50-yard line for the entire game. Who's in, like, how many, like, right in front of you? Four. Well, no, there were eight. There were eight seats, row one, ADA, the, the handicap seats. There were eight of them. We had four. And then there was another four, a group of four, with a gentleman that was in a wheelchair as well. Unbelievable. So there were eight row one, 50-yard line tickets on the the, the Oregon side of Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. And then there were eight over on the George Bulldog side. I don't know who was over there. What was funny, so many funny things, including uh, Coach Smart and the gentleman who gets paid to hold his belt loop. Yes. We love him, remember? To see him do it live and from an, an angle across the field, you could look at the field, the Georgia bench, you know, across Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And you could pick out Kirby Smart, and I don't have good vision, you know that, in 10 seconds, because he just his stance. Mm-hmm. You know, when the game's going on, he's, he's, he's got that, that, that mm-hmm. coach stance is what it. it is, you know? It's very sexy. And, and, okay. And, then, and he's and got his visor on. The visor, and he's jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. He's, he's vertically leaping up yes. and down during the entire ball game. And this little man, God bless him, has to run behind him with his finger in his belt loop so that he doesn't get vi- a violation yeah. for running out on the field or something because well, he, we've talked about him we've talked about the guy before there's a story a yeah there's a story about him he um he was like a trainer or something and he kind of started doing it on the side and then he sort of became the official <laughs> pants grabber here's my question Do, does every coach require that like no, no nick no. saban doesn't he just no, prowls the no, sidelines yeah. well i mean they, they know they know the box or they know the lines they know yeah. their, where they can the the end point that they cannot they ain't nobody touching, nobody touching Nick Saban's pants because you know how he's so like, don't touch my hair, don't right, touch right, my pants, right, right. don't touch anything. I don't even know that Kirby knows he's back there, though, to be honest with you. I don't know. I think it's a delicate dance because if you think about it, I think if he did it too much, it would be annoying. Well, I think but he, he, has, he has to do it every time that Kirby goes yeah. to, about to cross the line. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch. I have some video of it. Uh, it's hilarious to watch from the other side of the stadium uh, looking directly at them. Now, I love watching the coaches when they like grab those boys by the like the shoulder pads right, and right. say stuff to him. Yeah, You're like, yeah, mm, yeah. what's yeah, going on there? That, a lot of that going on. So, well, on our, on our Irish side, I say. Yeah. On the, the Oregon side, there certainly was. Because yeah. it, was a, it was a beating, 49 to 3. Oh, yes. Um, thank you to the SEC. Thank you to Chick-fil-A. Um, there were so many Bulldog fans and there were so many Duck fans that approached Mr. Uh, Parker. You know, he had a sign or he had signs. He had, he had a flag with his name on it. He had. Um, what did the sign say? Uh, it was the Oregon logo and it had his name and his number in the year. 1957. Oh. And so there were all these you know, young college kids, Donna, that would approach him and, and, and thank him. And it's very nice to meet you, sir. I heard sir, sir, sir so many times. That and makes it makes me feel, feel so, so good, good about the future. And sometimes I question the future yeah. um, uh, of this generation. However, I was impressed with them. We joked last episode about how I thought I was in for just a quarter, right? Mm. Which would be 15 minutes. We, we were the last four people to leave Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday night. The Tech game started Sunday at 3.30. Uh, Tech old Miss. Um, I was afraid we were going to be there when those people started to come in for oh the my. Sunday game. The red coat marching band from Georgia. Okay. They, they'd already left. They'd already boarded yeah. their buses, and they were. I think they were on three sixteen. Yeah. By the time we left Mercedes Benz Stadium, I didn't say a word. My feet hurt. My calves were sore. I'm pushing a wheelchair the entire day. Yeah. Uh, Mister Mister Parker is about six three, weighs probably two forty. Um, plays basketball better than he does football. Just an unbelievable time. Second wind dreams. If you are a business owner, if you have contacts with a corporation or you work for a corporation or you're an individual and you believe like we do at Second Wind Dreams that there is no age cap 
on dreams that you should be able to dream. We're told dream, you know, your entire life you're told you're told to do what? To dream. Why would that not continue into your senior years? Second wind dreams fulfills the dreams of, of those individuals that, that are on the the final stages of, of, of life. And because Mr. Parker played in 57 for the Oregon Ducks, his, his dream for, for decades now uh, has been to watch them play ball again and to relive those moments. And I could, I, I, I caught him several times during the day, Donna Saturday, and you could just see him watching the field or we were, we had access to the locker room. We had access to everything. And when they came out to do the introductions at the very beginning of the ball game, um, we were in the hall, not the hall, but we were in the tunnels there at, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as, as the team comes running out of the locker room and onto the field. This is crazy. And I could see, I could just look in his eyes, and he was back there in 1957. Running on the field. Uh, and I would just I would just grab his shoulder and say, everything okay, Mr. Parker? He'd be like, everything's fine. Oh. And it was... Uh, you remarkable. know what I love about the story is everything, but what I love about it about with you is... If anyone knows you, I think sometimes people think that the things that we talk about on the podcast, we've, you know, are somewhat manufactured or joking. It's not. This is our life. This is who we are. And you are not a huge sport fan. You don't, you don't dislike sports, no, but you, I, I don't, you don't, don't keep up. Yeah, you don't. And you would not, you're not like going to a ton of games or doing any of that. So a lot of people would have taken this opportunity to mainly go to the game and sit on the 50-yard line, and you had no idea, as you said, that you were going to get to go through the player's entrance or have access to this buffet or any of that stuff. I know you thought that they would, obviously, the SEC and Chick-fil-A would treat you guys well, but that wasn't part of the original draw. Um, And that's what I love about you, is because you really did this for them and to make sure that they went and they had a great experience. And that's really sweet. Oh, you're kind. I appreciate it. When, when you're fighting a terminal illness, from the moment you're diagnosed, and I, I've never been there, but, but from the moment you're diagnosed, I can't help but imagine that your days grow very dark and very gray very, very fast because you, you have an end date. You do. You have an end date. You have a born-on date. Now you have an end date. I don't know that there is an awful lot, and I could be wrong. I could be way off here, but I don't know that there is an awful lot of happiness maybe. Yeah, or just change in your in your routine. It's yes. a lot of routine. And that's what that's what Mrs. Parker kept saying all yeah. day Saturday was it's so nice to get out. Yes. It's so nice to get out. Thank you so much yeah. for doing this for us. And I would say, Mrs. Parker, I, I listen, I'm just here to to help you guys get through the day and do anything that I can to help you out. Uh, I had I didn't really have anything to do with it at all. Well, but you gave up your day to be with us today. Uh, I think we got back to their apartment on Peachtree City. It was 10.30, I think. Now, it was a little bit of poetic justice that you were like, I don't think he's going to want to stay the whole time. And, I mean, he soaked up every minute. We and were, why we, wouldn't he? The, the, the red coats beat us back to campus in Athens. Before why would he the, not do that? The parking lot. Um, because I think they were concerned about him, him being tired and him being yeah. um, just worn out. And, he, as I said, he, he'd fallen twice earlier mm-hmm. in the week. And I think there were some concerns about his energy and, and, and things. But they were, in, they were in the entire time, the entire day. And, and all day long, Mrs. Parker would just reach over and grab Mr. Parker's hand and just hold on to it. And he would turn, and he would look at her, and he would just smile. And then he would turn back to the field and, and watch the game. I found myself taking photographs, which I'm, I'm doing a movie for, for, for Second Wind Dreams, and also more, more than that, for, for the Parker family. They have a huge family. Now, obviously, they, no, no one could go but Mr. and Mrs. Parker. Uh, so I'm doing a movie for them. So I was taking a lot of B-roll and different, you know, pictures and things like that. But I found myself all afternoon 
just focusing in on different angles of them. There's going to, that's going to be a, a recurring theme, a thread in the movie is that, that the handhold that they did. It's so sweet. And it was, it was a great, it was, it was nice to see. I think you were starting to say something and I do want to follow up on it. And that is if you own a business, you would yeah. like to help out to reach there, there, out listen, to the, you. The only way that the second wind dreams is able to fulfill these dreams. And we do them nationwide It's a nationwide It's a national nonprofit based in Roswell, Georgia, but national uh, two ways that we are able to do it. Direct financial contributions and in-kind contributions. In-kind being, uh, like this past weekend, the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, and Chick-fil-A both saying, we'll give you whatever it takes. We'll give you everything that you need. Uh, it was an in-kind donation of tickets and meals and liquor and wine and, and, and you know everything that we got. You know, to reach out to you, I think the last two that you have done are perfect examples of you may not even know what someone might need that for. Like, you know, if you, whoever owned a tattoo shop, who would have ever thought that they you know, that would come into play. But if you have some sort of service or something and you're like, you know what, if you want to reach out and just say, I don't know if you're ever going to need me. There's a database of, yeah. of, of people, of, of, of services that, that people have called and said, I'm happy to help. Yeah, but if you, you need me, I'm here, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, certainly if you want to add your name to that, because, you know, helping anyone and obviously helping children is great and any charity is worthy. And I'm just really proud of you for well, doing that. You. You're very kind. Uh, I'll put a link in the letter this Saturday to Second Wind Dreams. Uh, thank you to the SEC and thank you to Atlanta-based Chick-fil-A uh, for helping to fulfill the dream of number 76, Mr. Lee Parker of the 57 Oregon Ducks. Hi, this is Marin Morris. And then a lunatic called Marin Morris, some kind of fake country music singer. Marin Morris has put her money where her mouth is, or somebody's putting their money where her mouth is. In a 24-hour period last week, Mayor Morris raised $100,000 for trans organizations. This is a continuation of the story that continues to be in the news cycle. It started with Brittany Aldean during a makeup tutorial on Instagram or YouTube, uh, talking about the fact that she was glad that her parents let her be a tomboy rather than change her gender. And it just created a firestorm of, of back and forth and, and ugliness, I think is a fair way to put it. Uh, Brittany, I'm not Brad. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Brittany Aldean appeared on Tucker Carlson on Fox News, and 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 she and Jason and that whole crew said we're going to do some T-shirts and things. And Marin said, "Hold, hold my iron-on print," and came out with her own T-shirt line. A hundred thousand dollars in 24 hours at 1995 a shirt. We we saw. We did the research. Uh, Five thousand shirts sold in 24 hours. Hey, listen, if it raised money for the um, for the individual charities on both sides, good news, great news. Um, hopefully that's what they will put their energy towards and stop arguing with each other. And, you know, I, I don't think, I mean, I think Tucker Carlson was a little off base when he called Marin a, what do you say, a fake? Uh, a lun- well, we can play it again. Well, the lunatic, yes, I know that. But right, he also let's said. Let's do it one more time. Here we go. Okay. Hi, this is Marin Morris. And then a lunatic called Marin Morris, some kind of fake country music singer. She's capitalizing on Tucker Carlson and his 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 labeling of her. On Fox News, the shirt says, Marin Morris, lunatic country music person. Uh, each t-shirt includes the phone number 
for the Peer Support and Crisis Hotline for Trans Youth, 877-565-8860. I don't think that Marin stands for genital mutil- mutilation of, of, of young children, okay? I think she is raising money for, tra- for trans children and for trans people and for GLAAD, um, which they are, they're very worthy. Okay, and I also don't think that Brittany, at this part I don't know. I don't think that Brittany Aldean, well, I kind of know this. I don't think she's homophobic. I don't I, think. I would, agree, she, I would agree with that. I don't think that her and Jason are against people who want to transition, transitioning. So I think what's happened with the debate, and this is what I don't like about what I'm seeing, is it's become that Marin is completely for gay and trans rights and Brittany and is, Jason is are homophobic right, yeah. and don't feel like people it's it's become this huge thing where I think now Jason's getting tagged and she's getting tagged with they're against gay marriage they're against you know pride they're against, all of that that's not what they're talking about and and that's where I get really off base and I know that there are people who stand on both sides but I, I don't think that Jason's over there waving his Bible and saying, no, 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 you know. We know he's not. But but something interesting came up, and I can't remember who said it. I don't think it was Marin, but it was someone in in the comments of all this stuff that said, how dare Brittany Aldean, you know, take a stance and be homophobic when, and, and something about, you know, wave the Bible was something like this, when she had an affair and committed adultery while Jason Aldean was married, because, you know, her and him supposedly allegedly hooked up in L.A. In LA. And it's like, okay, this is when this just gets so out of proportion. And if I'm Brittany Aldean or Jason, this is where I kind of get mad, because I shouldn't have to come out and say, hey, you love whoever you want to love. You, once, you're, once you are old enough and capable of making an informed decision, you be whatever gender you want to be. All I'm saying is that the, the age the age matters, okay? And then if Marin wants to say, you know, if she wants to go so far as to say that, you know, listen, if you're four years old and that's how you feel, then she needs to she needs to completely drill down on that because in reality, I think they probably both feel the same way. Somehow, this video she made has made them completely like the poster children for like. Jerry Falwell and the and the uh, the moral majority, and I don't think that's the case at all. And I, I I'm a big Jason Aldean fan. I love his music. Um, so that that part is bothering me through all this. And I've watched as it's bubbled up. Like when it first started, I was kind of just reading, you know, hey, where what is it? What is this about? Where is this going? And then the more over the weekend that it started to bubble up, it's like, and I could tell what's happening because I see the people in my Instagram that I know are on what side, you know, like RuPaul sent her a ton of stuff. Um, There is a great influencer, this fabulous hairdresser that I follow. His name is Justin Anderson. He's hilarious, but he's, he's married, he's gay. And, and he's coming out now again and against Brittany Aldean and them like, you know, so you're saying I shouldn't be married. And it's like, wait a minute. Well, I think some of that though is people that are wanting to use this dialogue and in this ugly conversation, it's become very to bring ugly. bring everything in but the to, kitchen soup. Well, but to, to, well, to make it about them, to get them a little spotlight. Listen, a celebrity hairdresser in Nashville is is desperate for a little bit of spotlight. And he would do anything behind the Green Hills Kroger to get a little national spotlight. You know? and, and I just I think that's what's happening right now, is there are all of these people that are, that are clinging on to try to get a piece of attention out of it. 
and 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 because of that, the messaging is becoming distorted. That's my take on it. I agree, and I think Marin is. I will say, I think she's fueling some of that. I, I do believe that because I think she has made it such a bigger issue um, than it started out to be. So that's that. All right, uh, we're not going to make a penny off of Ollie's this spot because we are not within the fifteen. We are not done with this episode, so we are not within the fifteen minute window. In order to cash that check, um, they have everything you need though at Ollie's. Uh, good stuff, great stuff, cheap, cheap stuff, good. Great deals for your wheels this week at Ollie's. You can check that out. We're not going to get into detail because we're not getting paid. But you can get your rubber floor mat for $16.99. What would what, what, what I need a rubber floor mat for? For your car. Oh. Your truck. And your SUV. Okay. Uh, 3.7 quart digital air fryer, $49.99. We need one of those, right? Ours bit the dust. Yes, 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 yes. We had to bury it. I had to have a, a funeral almost. I love that thing. And Donna, for you, last last Alienator deal because we're not getting paid. you ready for a kickstand party speaker. That's me. This is Bluetooth equipped LED lights, 1200 watt peak power. I don't know what happens in the non-peak times, what power you're at. Maybe it'll just... It's like if the sun's not out. What if it's dark? Barely hanging on. I I, I don't know that you have any peak power. Well, I I mean, I want to like get out my portable speaker. Because here's what's going to happen with me. I'm going to pull into the parking lot Uh, on two wheels. Pop the pop the pop the hatch. Pop the hatch. Grab my portable speaker. My kickstand. Not just any speaker. Your your kickstand party speaker from Sound Logistic XT. Yeah, and then I'm cranking up party rocking in the you know party rock anthem. And like, what if I put that on and it like the sun's getting ready to go down home. and then yeah, I don't it's think like, it's solar power. It'd be like yeah. party rocking and you're, you're, not, you're not gonna have the peak power that you would during the uh, during the, the, the heat of the day. Twelve twelve hundred watt peak power. Super bass is included. Donna super bass feature, long lasting rechargeable battery, and a microphone included to sixty nine nine nine. The price at uh, Ollie's. We sell uh, cheap stuff. Good. Walk in the door today. Donna's going to make you smile. You're going to make Donna smile too. They have furniture for every room in your house. They have furniture for you at prices that, that simply can't be beat. Everybody was screaming, mattress sale, mattress sale, Labor Day sale, Labor Day sale. Um, did they have some things on special, a big weekend like Labor Day? Yes, they did. Do they have sales throughout the year? They do not. Not to, like the, you know other, other furniture retailers do. Here's why. You're going to get the same price every week of the year when you walk into gallery furniture. They don't the prices don't go up and go down depending on you know whatever fuels the uh the, the up and down of the the furniture industry. All right? They're going to sell you great quality furniture for every room in your house and you're going to get the best deal. All right? That's the guarantee. That's the pledge of Donna. She she learned that pledge from her daddy, the Wolfman, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Beautiful Gainesville, Georgia. And if you are one of those people who is have getting thinking about like believe it or not the holidays are coming oh. yep holidays are coming and you don't want to think about it um and you need a little bit of extra space it's time start now so that you're not one of those people running up to the last minute the other thing that a lot of people um i have a lot a couple of friends right now that have bought like um lake houses not for themselves or airbnbs like as, as investments as investment yeah. properties and you know when you have to when you take possession of something and you want to get it on the market as quickly as possible you do not have time to go around and source tons and tons of places and furniture so gallery is probably one of the best places if you have 
purchased a rental property, if you're purchasing a rental property or you're doing an Airbnb situation, go to gallery and you will be able to furnish every single room in your property, get it in the house and get that sucker on the market. Um, that's one of the one of the greatest things that uh, that gallery can do. Um, we had friends who over the summer purchased a lake house and they completely decorated their entire house with gallery furniture. And I want to say, you know who this person is? She's a little bit of a furniture snob. So at first she was kind of like, eh, I think I'm going to go up there. I've, I've heard you guys talking about them. I'm going to go up there and get a couple of rugs. Well, the couple of rugs turned into the entire house being furnished and having it all delivered, having it all set up, um, and just, you know, really having it look amazing. And she gets so many compliments. People are always asking her, where did you get all this stuff? And she's like, oh, I got it at Gallery Furniture. She's so proud to tell everybody. So be that person. Gallery Furniture Gainesville delivers the letter to your inbox each Saturday morning at 910. It's a component to this podcast and the radio show that I host weekday afternoons 3 to 7 Eastern on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. You can listen anywhere in the world. Download the free Bear app anywhere. You snatch your apps Search for the Bear 925. Also grateful for support from Chris Chitwood and the gang at Fayetteville Ford and Fayetteville, FayettevilleFordGA.com. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Whether you purchase a new Ford on the left side of the lot or you get something from the pre-owned lot on the right side, both come with the lifetime powertrain warranty. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. How'd your TV commercials go? Um, well, well it, was, it was it was it was a long process. I'm not gonna lie. It was, well, uh, I mean, it, it takes a while. To I do haven't that. actually I haven't seen the finished products, uh, but they are doing Braves games, so uh, check that out. Uh, Brightmore Healthcare, thank you for your partnership of this podcast and uh, guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast. State properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brands you know depend on and trust, like Paramount, uh, Hilton, and Weston. And this Saturday, I will see you in Noonan, Georgia. Um, Paramount is the Main sponsor of the No One Walks Alone event this Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to all meet up at the, uh, the, the the trailhead at the link at the Noonan Center. The link, Donna, is a, a, a it's like 12, 15 miles of beautiful green walking space throughout Noonan and County County. It's all connected. And this walk is going to raise awareness and also money for suicide. September is uh, not for suicide, but for su- suicide prevention and awareness. Uh, September is National Suicide Month. Yeah, and there and are Saturday is actually National Suicide Day, the tenth of Saturday. So, yeah, and I will tell you if you um, follow some different people, um, there was just another um, prominent newscaster who took her life. There are we're hearing about this a lot, and I think a lot of people are saying that it's kind of the fallout from what we all went through during COVID. Um, I do believe that that has heightened things, but I think people are just struggling. So, please make sure you check in on people and ask people how they're doing. And, um, you know, my little um, question that I said the other day, I think that's a good one, too, to ask someone is, you know, how can I be a better friend? How can I be a better spouse? How can I help you? Um, And maybe they're going to keep putting you off, and they may put you off 10 times, but maybe the 11th time they'll tell you what they need. So um, I do have a few questions from the panel on this one. Where um, for about what? Well, on you walking in this particular thing. Are you leading the charge? Are you... Well, how I'm far are you to, walking? Uh, and so, and so, I just don't want to walk anymore, probably. Okay, well, that's from your car to the parking lot to, to the where, to the well, registration tent. Very so. well, could be to the bear tent. As you walk, you're going to learn coping skills for things like um, anxiety. Okay, you, learn, you need to be on that right, walk. Right. And so, there's going to be at, at say the first station. There mm-hmm. may be music therapy. 
and then mm-hmm. they have a group of people coming in to to do music I therapy. I love with this. Them. Then the next uh, maybe massage at the next stop, or like like dogs. Dog, pet therapy is one of them. Oh, I love As this. Is um um help me out. Uh, art? Did I say art? Art therapy. Music therapy. Should you Music, art massage? Um, um, pet. There's a fifth. I can't remember right now. I apologize, but yeah. So it's more than a walk. It's learning. Should to, to you cope. um. Should you like get a team, like not a team, but kind of a group of people, pod people who want to walk with you? If you'd like to, uh, come on out and join us. Uh, we have a team with Paramount, Paramount Hospitality Management. I they, love they're, that. They're, 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 they're the sponsors of this entire event, and we've been working on this for months and months and months, and it's this Saturday morning. So. Okay, well, you're going to have to do the 13 miles. It's yeah. going to be a beautiful day. I don't know the forecast yet, but it's going to be a beautiful day. I can promise you that. So come on out. We'd love to have you as we uh, raise awareness and also money for suicide prevention and awareness in Coweta County in Noonan, Georgia, which is Alan Jackson's hometown with the Bear 925. Is Bear he coming? No. No, mm. Alan's not coming. Where's Denise? Or he can't walk? Twins. And, well, Alan's not doing that well right now with health, Donna. I mean, well, I mean, you could drive him on like a little golf cart or something. Okay. All right. Logistically, we just don't have the manpower to pull okay. something like that off. But if Alan Jackson and the family would like to come on out to the Link Trail, uh, they know where the Noonan Center is. It's off Lower Fable Road. Uh, we're going to have to bump the entire second half of this episode to Thursday. Okay. And there's some really good stuff coming up. Okay. Uh, but we just are simply out of time. We're going to table our... Additions to the Spotify song playlist because they're two, two great songs and I don't want to rush through them. Plus a Luke Combs story that is going to absolutely make you say, who is this man? Well, it's also going to make you feel proud who if you're a country music man? fan. Luke is doing, he just kicked off a tour this past weekend and he's not doing many, many cities, but he's doing multiple shows in each city that he plays. Bangor, Maine was first up this past weekend, a show Friday, Saturday, both of them sold out. What Luke Combs did for the Saturday audience, it's going to blow your mind. Thursday episode, we're going to talk all about it. Got the audio. You're going to live the moment listening to this podcast. Friday night, this happened, though. We're going to go ahead and get this out there. Luke, like a lot of artists, read signs that you make and bring into you know concerts. I'm going to pick up with the audio of him looking into the crowd, and he's reading a sign from two young men that are 12 years old and who are literally in the, in the pit right there in front of the stage. Hey, this is Luke Combs. We made a hundred bucks stacking five cords of wood. Bought two Luke Combs tickets. Man, he sounds good. I appreciate you. Our dad swore it was a waste of time, but they were wrong. Today's my 12th birthday. Oh, Lord, when it rains, it pours. That is awesome. Okay, I got a question for y'all. Y'all can see me back there, right? What's up, buddy? How much did it cost y'all? How much were your tickets? A hundred dollars. Y'all made a hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. hundred dollars a piece. Oh my God. I think I only got. Chopping wood. I got a hundred and forty right here. Y'all want that? Pay yourselves back. As much as I get you some more. This is Tyler right here. So Tyler's going to come find you guys in a minute. I'm going to get y'all a bunch of shirts and stuff. And I'm going to make sure to say hi to you after the show, okay? Hey, good work, boys. I paid you back a little bit. I finished my Digs into his wallet, pulls his wallet out on stage. He's got 140 bucks cash. Wait until Thursday's episode when you find out what Luke Combs did for the entire audience of 15,000 I think this guy is so rooted in the fan base that he has, you know, that 
I know there was the thing where he wasn't going to upcharge ticket prices for a while and made that decision. It was on this tour. You yeah. Did, you paid the same price you did before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. And I just think he's, he's incredibly humble, as successful as he is. And I think a lot of artists play humble. Um, but they're not really humble. And I think, you know, we say this all the time, who are you when no one's looking? Now, granted, he's getting a lot of publicity off this, but maybe... I don't think that's the reason. That's not why he did it, and I don't know that he would. I just think he's a good guy, and I think when he sees people in different points of their lives, he's been those people. He's been the kid who probably wanted to go see Tim McGraw and didn't have two nickels to rub. Or found found a way to to, to buy that ticket because he knew his parents couldn't afford it. Yeah. Uh, What Luke Bryan did for the Saturday Night audience in Bangor, Maine... No, not Luke Bryan. What Luke Combs did for the audience at his sold-out show Saturday night in Bangor, Maine, cost him $2.1 million. That story and the audio of the moment coming up during the Thursday episode of this podcast. It is Cadillac Jack, my second act. Audio for this episode from Hardy. Nope, we didn't get to Hardy. Didn't get to that one there. Okay, we didn't do that one. Uh, the Oregon Fight Song. Mighty Oregon, courtesy of the University of Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. Um, what else? Uh, we had Marin Morris and Sony Music Nashville. And uh, did we play Luke Combs? Yeah, a little bit of Luke Combs. Uh, Luke Combs is the next episode, too. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Everywhere that you consume your podcasts. Absolutely free. Cadillac Jack, my second act. A third episode is now available exclusively on the Caddy and Donna Jack YouTube channel, 6 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday evening, Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.